Welcome to the Learn Stage Lighting Podcast. This is the show where newcomers and professionals alike come to learn more about stage lighting. And now your host, David Henry. Hey everybody, David here. Couple quick things as we begin the show. First things first, today's show is actually going to be a show report from the USITT conference in Louisville, Kentucky last week. I hopped up there, checked out uh, some new products from some manufacturers, checked out the show as a whole, and I want to bring that to you and I want to tell you guys about what I saw there. So that's going to be happening in just a minute here. But first, we got some lighting news. So um, actually, before that, if you are new here, um, head over to learnstagelighting.com slash quiz, and uh, there you're going to find a little quiz that's going to help you get started with lighting. So I'm going to ask you a couple questions and send you a guide to help you get started with lighting. Now, on the news front, I was reading uh, the PLSN magazine, PLSN Projection Lights and Staging News, and I came across a really interesting uh, articletizement, as you could call it. So it's an advertisement for uh, Vanguard LED displays out there a brand that's uh, pretty popular, and I've seen them at trade shows and stuff. But they had an, a really interesting uh, piece. It's it's a two-page uh, little article advertisement about chip-on-board LEDs, or COBs. Now, why this might be interesting to you, uh, because if you're thinking about lighting, you might not be thinking about LED walls, but why this is interesting is because it actually, we, we see chip-on-board LEDs in lighting, too, and and previously, whenever I've seen uh, marketers or, you know, companies or anybody else talking about um, chip on board LEDs, they always talk about, they talk about, hey, it's brighter. Hey, it's, uh, you know, etc. Uh, it, it's more brighter per watt. And, but this article talks about actually how they're supposed to be more reliable. And so I thought that was really interesting. They actually make the point here. They talk at one point in the article about how um, there's less circuits, less contacts, and uh, less components than a regular and old-school SMD LED. And so, interesting to think about. Um, I'm going to be paying more attention to that because we see uh, still a lot of regular SMD LED fixtures, but some fixtures we see, especially on the newer end in this in this business, are chip-on-board LEDs. And, and I, I thought that... Um, that the only thing was that they were brighter. You know, I thought that was the big deal with chip on board LEDs, but it turns out that may not be the case. And, you know, I can vouch for that because especially in less expensive LED units, I've seen a lot of units where you start losing LEDs. And I see it from, you know, the cheap manufacturers all the way to the big name manufacturers that you'd say it happens to all of them. And you see failures of LEDs in these lights, um, where just a couple LEDs fail, but then if the audience can see that light, it's pretty much useless at that point, unfortunately. You don't you don't want to use that on your show. It doesn't look good, right? You might use it to uplight a drape or something after that, but still, the light's not going to be as uniform as it was. It's not going to be as bright as its friends, and chances are, if you start losing LEDs on a fixture, you're going to lose more and more. So it sounds like, it sounds like these chip-on boards that we're seeing come into our industry more. Uh, it sounds like they're a really good thing for reliability as well, which I thought was cool. And the other note they make with LED walls is that uh, it's easier to bring them closer together to make a more dense pixel pitch, which makes your LED walls generally look better. So that was my takeaway from PLSN this month. 
Um, so now let's hop back to USITT. I was there just a few days ago last week, and um, on the way home, I wanted to just record some of my thoughts about trade shows, about the products I saw, and, and some great stuff like that. So tune in, and uh, I can't wait for you to hear this. Hey everybody, David Henry here from LearnStageLighting.com, and uh, this is going to be a car cast. I'm going to try this uh, with my uh, mostly hands-free little setup here. Uh, I've been inspired actually by uh, Church Tech Arts, the good podcast about church tech if you're interested and they've been doing car cast and i don't think this is something i'll do often but um you know occasionally when i have the time or when i need to i will um and the reason for today's car cast is that i am driving home from the usitt trade show which uh stands for something technical theater and uh and it's a cool trade show and it was my first time going and so i wanted to give you guys some some real highlights and some thoughts about maybe some new products I saw, some thoughts about trade shows themselves, some thoughts about, um, you know, just buying the right stuff for you. Um, because at the end of the day, that's, that's what matters. And so, um, you know, one of the things I'm always looking for when I walk through trade shows, and I did this today, I had a number of boots I wanted to get to. But the very first thing that I did when I walked in the door, right when they opened at 11 uh, a.m. this morning, is I just walked past every single booth. And I did that on my way out. And I think this is really important to do. Because when you go to a trade show, whether it's for lighting or anything else, um, there's going to be people and companies that you've got in your mind that you want to see. You might use their products. You might want to use their products, etc., etc. But And those are important to visit. But then, sometimes you just walk across something you you see a new product and you say oh wait this is innovative especially in the little booths i find um you know there's these little 10 by 10 booths you know that are just like a table with some people by and you know sometimes you see some really cool some really innovative stuff there so um so that's kind of my my trade show spiel um about how i've kind of found like it's really a good intentional way to to find things that you weren't looking for but you probably needed to find it and are going to help you in your life. And so, um, so like I said, USITT is a theater trade show. So it's all about the theater world. So it's not just lighting and, and audio, though there's a good bit of lighting, a little bit of audio, but then there's people doing costumes and stage floors and rigging and, um, you know, fly rail systems and makeup and everything under the sun. And it's not too massive of a trade show either and actually one of the things i loved about it and this was really cool i thought is that a lot of these trade shows are very like music focused and um and they're loud they're just plain loud there's no other way to say that you know like ldi it's a lighting show i go there um i've been there the past few years and every booth has a loud sound system piping out their music and usitt obviously has some rules about it because very few booths played music and those that do played it fairly quietly. And so it was easy to carry conversations with people. And I think that's important. Uh, one of the first people I saw there actually was uh, Claude Viennes. I hope I'm saying that right, of AVL Media Group. And I was recently on his podcast. We'll make sure to link to it in the show notes. It's called the Backstage Cowboys Podcast. And, uh, and he interviewed me there. We talked about lightning, but he was there because the company he works for distributes uh, some theatrical lights called Spotlight. And I thought it was interesting because, 
you know, there, there's a few things that I, I that really stuck out about our conversations. We talked about a lot of things uh, in just a few minutes, and it was great to meet him in person. But one of the things that I found was interesting is that you know this company Spotlight is putting out LED units, LED lights that look as good as traditional, conventional, you know, lights with lamps. And if you've worked in a theater before, like I have, you you probably know what I'm talking about. There's just a a really nice, just soft, warm, um, consistent quality that an incandescent light has that a lot of LED lights don't. But as we go further into the future with LEDs, they just keep getting better and better. And so it was exciting to see the company that he uh, distributes. I think they're Italian Spotlight. And they make a wide variety of lights, follow spots, etc. And it's, it's really cool um, because... And they make something that looks as good as a conventional light, is really bright, color changing or not, or white or variable white, lots of options, but looks so theatrical. And I think that's something that we see dividing the market now. It's like, it's like you've got companies like these that are making really theatrical looking stuff, and then you've got companies making less expensive stuff. And, you know, it's not always a clear decision, I guess, because you can buy the less expensive stuff, you can get light, but... Over the long haul, is it is it what you want? It, it might be for a lot of applications, but for others, it might make sense to, to go with something a little more theatrical. And, and I think I'm willing to think that those lights, especially if they're uh, assembled, you know, in Europe or in the U.S., uh, are probably going to have a longer lifespan to them. Another thing um, that I saw, actually thinking of ETC, um, thinking of a long lifespan. They're a big company in the theater trade, and uh, they had a nice big booth, which did not disappoint. And, uh, you know, one of the things they did recently with their LEDs is they got some information back on them after they, they'd been out for a while that allowed them to actually extend the warranty of their products. So most of their LED units are now covered by a 10-year warranty. So it's one of those things that especially if you're looking and you want to install this stuff, you know, you're not setting it up and tearing it down every day. So you're not putting that kind of abuse on it. You might want to look into, into ETC because um, their stuff's cool. Um, one thing, I, you know, I, I talk a lot about consoles here. And uh, one that I checked out at USITT that I thought was really interesting was the Camsys QuickQ. So this is a console that was announced maybe a year ago. But they've now finally got, um, you know, lots of production versions out there. And I got to say, it's a pretty cool console. So the uh, QuickQ is what I would call an intermediate level console. It's not a professional level console and it's not an entry level console. It can control a wide variety of fixtures such as LEDs and moving lights, but it can also control conventionals. Uh, it's not a PC based thing. It's a standalone console and it has a touch screen. So that's, it's, it's very comparable to the light shark, which I work with and I like a lot. Um, it costs a little more generally you know, depending on exactly which options you get. And I sat down and was programming one, and I found it, it, it's, first of all, they're both European consoles, so they come from a similar mind frame, uh, the, the Light Shark and the Camsys QuickQ. So there's definitely a similar state of mind to the design there. Uh, one of the things that I liked about the QuickQ was that um, it had a built-in screen. But I didn't like that because then it's a lot smaller than a tablet that you might use with, with a light shark. Uh, similarly, the QuickQ has a lot of faders. 
and they're toggleable between uh, fic individual fixtures, and you can bring up the faders to select fixtures between groups, and which are groups of lights, and between cues, which are recorded looks that that you would play back. Um, a lot of you guys probably know that if you have been paying attention here on Lauren Stage Lighting for a while, and um, and so you could toggle the faders between those three things. Kind of a cool feature. I've seen it on other consoles before, and it can work well. The only concern I have with it, especially if you're working with folks that are newer to lighting, is that any time you change the function of a fader that's in one place on a console between three different types, it can be easy for people to get to think they're doing one thing, but really they're doing another. And that can be really frustrating and, and harmful to your show, honestly. Um, th that's why a lot of the times I tell people just to keep things to one page, especially if you're using non-motorized faders, uh, which the Quick Q, you know, has. It doesn't have motorized faders. So overall, I think it's a pretty cool console. Um, it's not probably going to get my re recommendation over the, uh, the Work Pro Lite Shark, just because it is a little bit more expensive. And also, um, it just, the look and feel of the buttons and stuff felt kind of cheap to me. Um, I like that you could get a lot of faders, though. And so, as always, like, if you're looking for a console, I recommend checking out both of them. You know, I really like the Light Shark, and I don't think you can beat it for the price. It's really, really awesome. But the, uh, you know, the Quick Q has some cool tricks up on its sleeve, too. It feels maybe a little more theatrical. Uh, maybe that's because I was at a theater show. Not sure. But that's okay. Um, so that's um, that's another product I saw. Gosh, you know, the, one of the things about USITT being a smaller show is that there weren't really a lot of new products. Like, there's a show going on, I think, soon called ProLight and Sound over in Europe, which is where a lot of the companies are going to be putting out new products. So so those weren't there. Um, I visited Biolation, saw the uh, new Onyx NX, oh, is it the 2, which is a 10 faders and a touchscreen. It's a really nice package, really nice piece of hardware, um, everything I thought it would be, and more. Uh, running the really great Onyx software. Um, I shopped, stopped by my friends at, at uh, ShowSage. They uh, are the U.S. distributors of WatchOut, and, uh, and got to see their stuff. It's really cool if you need to do projection mapping or bring in a media server. They've got some really great options, and um, I was surprised when I was talking to them. You know, obviously... It's always going to matter, especially with, with video and media, on what how many outputs you need, what kind of resolution you need. The pricing's really going to depend on that stuff more than anything else. But I was surprised because I know pricing of some of their competitors at, at what their pricing was. It wasn't as high as I thought it would be, and they have some really, really cool software. I'm going to be diving into that and playing with it soon because, you know, I, I'm always looking to learn more about things like that. Um, you know, I always want to be up on, on the latest stuff so I can bring that to you guys. Um, and so, yeah, uh, with that, guys, I'm, I think that's about all I got. If I do have more, I will add in here. I'll add it in probably before this point. But um, definitely, you know, trade shows, if you have the chance to go to a lighting trade show, even if you're just a hobbyist, I'd say go for it. Like, the LDI show happens in Vegas, but this one, it's called USITT. And they move it every year. You know, it was, in, it was in Orlando last year. It was in Louisville this year. For me, Louisville's a quick three-hour drive, so no problem. Um, and if you get the opportunity to go, you know, even if you're just a hobbyist, go for it. Because you get to see things up close in a way, 
and get to really check out products and, and lights and controls and every every part of lighting in a new and different way. Actually, one more thing that I saw, um, this was cool. This was called the Cable Monkey. That's M-U-N-K-E-Y, monkey, not how you usually spell it. Um, and the Cable Monkey's cool. So this is a, a new product um, that started up, I think it was on Kickstarter or Indiegogo recently. And what the Cable Monkey does is it's designed mostly for theaters or churches as well. If you have a pipe uh, that you hang your lights on. So just to give you a little background, in a theater and, and sometimes in churches or other installed buildings, TV studios, stuff like that, you'll often hang your lights on a pipe which has a raceway over top of it. And the raceway is where the power comes in and it has a pipe below it that has the lights on it. Well, some pipes don't have raceways. Some are just the pipe to hang scenic or whatever else. And you want to hang lights on that pipe. Well, to do that and run the cables to the lights, you then have a problem because you hang all the lights and then you've just got this one pipe. It's not like a truss where you can put cables on top of it. So you have to end up tying up all the cables and it can get to be really a pain in the butt to get the cables tied up nice so they look nice so people from the audience can't see them um, and so they're managed well so they don't fall off and all that jazz um, and so the cable monkey fixes that problem I thought it was really cool and they actually had some really cool little 3D printed versions actually I think I'm going to reach out to the guy who's who's designing and building these things it's, it's a really new product um, because uh, he, he made these little ones he just 3D printed them and um, and I'm using it in my car right now. I put it on the headrest, and it looks like a really cool clip that could hold things. Or I could put it up against a desk or you know a shelf or anything like that and use it to manage wires. But what it is is um, you can look it up and see a picture. Cable Monkey, M-U-N-K-E-Y. Cable spelled the way you think it would be. Um, but, but what it is is it just hooks onto the pipe. It's flexible in size. So it can do a standard 2-inch pipe, but it can also do smaller or larger. It has holes built into it so that you can use a piece of tie line or something similar, uh, or zip tie even, to hold it back to itself um, for an additional safety factor to mouse it, as we call that, um, in the industry when you're rigging. And then once it hooks on, it's got two hooks coming off the other end, and those two hooks hold your cables. So... Yeah, there's a smaller hook and then below it a bigger hook, which is kind of cool. So you can keep like your data and your power separate or something like that. Um, and these guys, I tell you, when they were on Kickstarter, I saw them. And I, I at the time I was going back and forth on whether to buy some and I decided not to. I probably should have because they were selling them. I think they were selling a 10-pack shipped for like 63 bucks, And that may sound like a lot, um, like 10 bucks per unit for something that holds cables. But remember a few things. One... It's a really solid, really high-quality piece uh, of hardware, okay? It's some kind of molded plastic, but it's a really high-quality unit. Um, they're going to strength test it, too, he said in his talk, and they're expecting it to be able to uh, be rated for 60 pounds, which means it can hold uh, considerably more, I think, 4 to 1, which would be 240 pounds, um, but don't do that. <laughs> and, and it's just a cool gadget. You know, because it's one of those things, it's like clamps for your lights, you know. It's going to cost you 10 to 20 bucks to buy clamps for your lights, but then if you take care of that, like this this cable monkey, if you take care of those clamps, like, you will have them in 20 or 30 years. So, at that point, 10 to 15 to 20 dollars is a bargain. 
Um, so, anywho, that's it. That's what I saw at the show. If I think of anything else, I'll record it in the later um, and, and before this point. But um, I hope you have a great day, and I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Let me know. Shoot me an email at questions at lunestagelighting.com if you've got questions, comments on the podcast, if you enjoy it, whatever else. And uh, I'll see you guys next week. We've got a really exciting episode. Um, we'll be doing a Q&A again next week, just answering your questions, which come in at learnstagelighting.com slash contact. You can write to me there as well. And uh, I'll see you guys there. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. And that's it for today's show. Thank you for listening to the Learn Stage Lighting podcast. Be sure to visit us at learnstagelighting.com to see show notes, past episodes, and download a free guide on how to begin with lighting in your specific context. I'll see you guys on the site. Thanks. Thanks.